Uh, it's Jones and Mega with Arcan here on WEEI. We're joined right now on the Harbor One Hotline, as we are each and every Thursday at 3.30 by Tommy Curran, NBC Sports Boston. He's brought to you by Unified Office. Unified Office will make sure you never lose any business again due to poor customer phone experience. You can find your solution at unifiedoffice.com. Tommy Curran, how are we doing this week? Hi, Adam. Is this show under your purview? Uh, it is. It is <laughs> under my purview. And I got to tell you, you not, to, not to accuse you of being Craig Breslow, but every once and then I do have to... I do have to use a thesaurus for a word that you might use. Uh, very famously, uh, you used a polax a few years ago, and I had no idea how to pronounce it. What are you calling it a polax? Yeah, exactly. So I've uh, I've had yeah, to yeah. I've had to Google it before uh, with your uh, expansive vocabulary. I read too much. Mego can tell you. Well, I, uh, I, I'm in the opposite. I'm in the opposite camp there. Uh, let me ask you. I was reading though a pro football talk the other day. That was what I was reading. And they floated the idea of Bill to the Washington Commanders. Uh, is that realistic? Do you think there's something going on there? Ironically, that was something that Phil and I alluded to after the trade deadline before Mike spoke about it and then wrote about it. Is it a possibility? Sure. If Bill is going to have a divorce from the Patriots at the end of the year, where is he going to land? He's going to land on the East Coast. He's going to land with an original across sports type of that has a tradition. Washington is an area that he grew up in. Um, certainly, he will look at the Reds, at the Commanders now as being a, a franchise that has a great history and legacy. Say what you want to about the owner and George Preston Marshall and Jack Kent Cooke. The bottom line is it's an organization that won multiple Super Bowls and was a dynasty in the 80s and into the 90s to a degree. So I think that it would have an attraction there. Would it give him, Bill, the autonomy to run things? Would it pay him well? Those things would have to be sorted out by their new ownership. But certainly it would put Fannies in the seat to an extent, I think. Even though we can all agree that Bill Belichick as a head coach and general manager has kind of hit the rocks the last few years. So I think that if you're looking for an elegant solution to divorce yourself from Bill Belichick, allow him to have a situation that he can jump into that he can author, then the Washington commanders would make more sense than the Raiders or than the Titans or the Panthers or whoever else we want to trot out. What do you think he would fetch as a return? Just as a spec, pure speculation. I would think that you'd have to settle for a first-round pick, which is what the Patriots gave up to get him. Now, Bill, Bell, excuse me, Bill Parcells got four picks. You got a first, a second, a third, and a fourth going in ascending or descending order. One of the guys they got, of course, was Cedric Shaw. I'm sure, you guys all have his football card. Oh yeah, I, I Cedric Shaw, running back out of Iowa. I remember Cedric Shaw. Yeah. Yep. Yep. He wasn't happy about his touches. I remember chasing him around Brian <laughs> for his commentary on that one summer, but. So it's going to be between a one and a four. What did the Broncos give up for access to Sean Payton? Was that a one? It was a first plus. I think there were other picks involved. Gruden went for a haul of picks and cash uh, many years ago. Uh, but yeah, there's there's been a lot of uh, big ticket coaches. Arians was a late pick swap. Arians I think. was a sixth or seventh or yeah. something like that. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, but I think if you look at Bill, how much does he want to go? You know, would would he? He's not going to want to go there. I mean, the Patriots will certainly say, well, yeah, you can have him. Now we're going to have two five, top five picks. I would imagine that the Patriots will say, he's not going to fix you that fast either. We'll take your 2025 first rounder. If it all came to pass, what do we think is the likelihood of this coming to pass? I would still say it's 
all of it. Bill, I think it's a coin flip whether or not Bill is back or not. More likely than not that he, more, more likely that he is not back than is, given where they are right now. But the tenor can change quickly, as we saw last week against Buffalo. How about the odds on Josh McDaniels coming back to the Patriots? Uh, maybe this season, maybe next season. I'd say almost nil this season. Ten games left. His family's here in Massachusetts. He has to dismount from Las Vegas, come back, collect his thoughts, probably kind of reacquaint himself with his family, and chart a course for what he wants to do next. And with the amount of money that he's going to make over the next four years and the settlement buyout, you're going to have a head coach salary and does he want to re-enter a coaching staff right away or take his time? The way, for instance, Pete Carroll did a few years ago, 20 years ago now. But the perfect thing would be Josh then becomes, for instance, a consultant here. But then we get into all those different dynamics. Does Bill O'Brien want Josh McDaniels over his shoulder? Do the Crafts want Josh McDaniels back? Is Mac Jones still here? Is Bill Belichick wanting to have Mac, excuse me, McDaniels back after McDaniels took Mick Lombardi and a variety of other coaches with him. Are they on good terms? So I wouldn't think it's the layup that people think it's going to be. Uh, Tommy Curran, NBC Sports Boston, making his weekly appearance here on WEEI with Jones and Mega with Arcan. Are they, are they not on good terms? Hiring terms is different from, I mean, who, who made an effort to keep Josh? What effort was made to keep Josh? It looked like years not. If, well, no, no, no. Well, it felt like it was ownership, right? Talking him off the plane, wasn't it? Ownership did not talk him off the plane. You're talking, You're talking about talking when about, he went to Vegas. Oh, I thought you were asking about Indy. You're talking about when he yeah. went to Vegas? Oh, yeah, nobody. I'm sorry. Nobody reached out. So they were okay to let Josh McDaniels go. Why? Because they had most likely a succession plan in their minds that they hadn't articulated, which would be Gerard Mayo, which I believe is still what they presumed the succession plan to be. Now they're averaging 11 points a game or whatever it is. So do they still think a defensive head coach is the way to go? Or are they saying, look, Josh still has acumen. He unlocked Mac. We want to bring him back as a consultant. There's so many personalities though. That's the thing is when you say, do you think he'll be back? Well, tell me how O'Brien reacts. Tell me if O'Brien goes to college. Does, Josh come back here as a consultant or a coordinator. Um, all of those things enter into it. Is Mac the quarterback still? Does Mac stay here if the Patriots have the fourth overall pick and they take Drake May? Do, does Bill even get the opportunity? And that, to me, is the number one question. With $100 million in cap space, a top six pick, and the rest of the decade to navigate does Bill get to make the decisions about how the rest of the decade goes at 72 years old? While you bring up decision-making, just judging from the press conferences this week, and I know Bill went back and forth with our friend Phil on this, it sure sounds like he's distancing himself from the day-to-day decision-making that personnel, the personnel department does. Uh, do you have any inkling as to whether that indicates that he's doing less work on that side of his responsibilities? I think he's trying to do a number of things with that. First, he's trying to make it clear that Matt Groh has autonomy. Secondly, he's making it you know, appear that Dave Ziegler, for instance, certainly shared some of the responsibility slash culpability for the Nelson Aguilars and John Smiths that were acquired. But what remains a fact is 
everything that's gleaned by pro personnel, whether it's scouting Mike Vrabel and David Patton and bringing it to Bill in 2001 by Scott Pioli and saying, we should go and get these guys. Bill will be the guy who finally decides, let's do that. Now, does he trust and empower his group to, to go ahead and do that? I would say 90% of the time, maybe more these days. Previously, Bill would kind of just go off on his own and make his own decisions. And that was a, a thing among the people in the building in the latter half of the last decade, you know, 2014 to 2019, for instance. Bill's going to do what Bill's going to do. He's just... But I think he's tried to be more collaborative at this point. What bothers me is Bill's pretending that he doesn't have any say. And I'm sure that at some point he says, look, here's what we want to do with Uche. We can try and move him. We want to build around Duggar. If we get something on on Wienu, let's go ahead and, and entertain it and come to my office if it's more than a fourth. But don't bother me if somebody's looking for a conditional seventh. So that's why it's completely incongruous is a good word to, uh, to think that Bill didn't have any say at all. And is playing Mickey, the dunce back in his office going, Oh, whoa, it's a trade of mine. I had no idea. Come on. Uh, Tommy, before we let you go here, another flame out from a uh, member of the Belichick coaching tree. Does that reflect poorly on Bill in your opinion that his assistants, when they go out on their own, always end up uh, failing spectacular, not always, but most of the time it's something like what happened with McDaniels here. Sure. I think that's been well established that that's a critique of Bill when, whether it's Romeo Cornell or Charlie Weiss or you name it, we all know the list goes out and fails. Night, get away from the Patriots, you couldn't do it. Why? Because you tried to instill and install a Patriot-type discipline and approach to things. You know, Bill, when you look at Josh, who I think is a terrific coach, and I've had a good relationship with him, but he's like Bill. Whatever's in front of him, he doesn't like. Whether it's Jay Cutler or Derek Carr or Hunter Renfro or Darren Waller, yeah, I don't see it with this guy. Let's get somebody else in here. What are you doing? Jacoby Myers. I don't see it with this guy. Let's get Juju in here. Whatever Bill has, he wants the next thing. From Logan Mankins to Richard Seymour to Lawyer Malloy. And sometimes it worked out just fine. Brady. Great, even. Great, even. Yeah. So it's, it's fascinating that it's a reflection on adaptability when you get to an organization that's opposed to trying to Bigfoot everybody and go in there like a big old swing and Richard and making sure that everybody understands who's the boss. Thomas. No, see that? Yeah, stop talking like Craig Breslow. That's more, that's more my speed. Uh, when it comes to, I, I do want to ask you one more, and I, and I appreciate you hanging a little long here, uh, uh, Tom. But yeah. when it comes to uh, the Orlovsky uh, stuff over the last week plus, we know uh, that last year Bill was uh, perturbed by Mac reaching outside the organization for feedback. Uh, does this does this rise to that level? Is this in a separate box, or is this Mac once again, you know, looking for outside counsel when instead he should be looking inside the building? Like, in other words, would it bother Bill? I was dying, by the way, when I saw that video that you guys put up. Oh, which? When he said, "Oh, of him," the, the, and we're all just smirking. Yes. Yeah, yeah, and you ducked out of the thing, and, yes. and Mego's eyes just start darting around. Um, <laughs> yeah, I thought it was. Uh, I mean, he could say, look, I text with people. Well, what? I think Bill would say, why are you texting with people in the media? You're trying to, you know, get people on your side, which Dan Olofsky clearly is a bad Mac supporter. Um, so I don't think it reflects well on 
Mac for a couple of different reasons. And I wouldn't think that Mac was too psyched that Dan Olofsky got into it in the first place. But it's intel. It's interesting. I mean, if people want to critique Mac, there's plenty to critique at this point. All right, he's Tommy Curran, NBC Sports Boss. There's a long line of people willing to do it. No, uh, look, I I can give him my phone number if he wants it. Uh, He's Tommy Curran, NBC Sports Boston. He joins us each and every week. Check out his work on Quick Slants. Check out the Patriots Talk podcast. You can listen to him on Sunday with Gresh and Arkan, who stops in sometimes. Uh, (laughs) We'll listen to you on Sunday, okay, Tom? All right, guys. Thank you. Thank you so much. Uh, Tommy Curran, as all our guests, joins us on the Harbor One Hotline.